welcome to She Bought That DVD, the podcast where every week we're watching one new movie from our mother's giant collection. I'm your co-host, Jaylene. And I'm Violet. And what movie did we watch this week? Man of the Year. And we didn't quite know what it was until we did an image search and then you asked me if it was 2006 and according to the spreadsheet, it was 2006. But I actually like the image that comes up is not the same as no, the DVD cover. Yeah, it's completely different. So I didn't recognize it whatsoever. But I did describe that there's a man in a suit. Yeah, you did. I did, yeah. I did describe it. So it wasn't as if I was like completely off base. But when you showed me the picture of the yeah, film, it's not I was what like, we have on that's our yeah. not what we own. And yeah, it it was. Kind of funny how we got another political movie right after a heavily charged political movie last week. However, this one was completely satirical and it didn't go over my head this time. I'm like, I understood. Protocol? Yeah. <laughs> I understood the mission and I accepted it this time. I mean, you put Robin, okay, maybe if you put Goldie Hawn in a political, I think I should have picked up on that now that I think <laughs> about it. Because why would Goldie Hawn do something serious when she's known for her like slapstick comedy? Yeah. I don't, yeah, now that I think about it, I. You really took that as a serious movie when it's not. Yeah. Like I, it's I all need to a revisit joke. that movie. It's, it's a funny movie. Okay. But when I knew this had Robin Williams in it, I understood the assignment. I understood the fact that this was completely going to be comedy. However, I do know that Robin Williams doesn't always do comedy roles. Dead Poet Society. Good Will Hunting? Is he? No, he's, what's no? Not Good Will Hunting. Um, oh, I can picture. Mm. All I can think of is, yeah, Dead Poet Society. That he's not, a, like, sure he has comedic lines. I saw that film in grade seven, I believe. I don't really remember it except for the fact that no, he's in he's in Good Will Hunting. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I wasn't wrong. There. Yeah, okay. Uh, but like, except for Dead Poet Society, where they get on their tables and they say, "Oh, Captain, my Captain." That's it. That's all I know. I'm trying to think of what class. Probably English, maybe. I know we were at the other school, so the the middle school portion of mm -hmm. our lives. Now that we've already gone over our uh, school trajectory, <laughs> you should know what that means. <laughs> yes. So I grab the movie off the shelf mm -hmm. and it's not wrapped. And there's no markings on it. But it, it looks like a completely normal DVD. And then this is the first time this has ever happened. Which is genuinely exciting. I open the movie. And there was a receipt in it. And it's from Rogers Video, which means it's a Rogers Video rental DVD. It's even labeled what number it is. But it shows how much she bought it for. And? It's, Wait. How much? But it, also, Sorry. But I also want to know the year. It has a year that she purchased it as well. Yes, it does. So... It was purchased for $9.99, and it was purchased August 18th, 
2007. Pretty cool. And we know she did not put the receipt there. Whoever was checking her out just opened it up, slipped it in there, and then she never opened up this DVD to watch it at all. So it's been in this DVD box ever since. So, yeah, we've owned it for 15 years. And uh, we are the first people who have watched this film since it was on the shelves of Rogers. Yeah, I wonder how many DVD players this movie circulated through. It, uh, just It's just sat there. So this came from the old house. Oh, yeah. This is an old... But then I think that's why I like when you said that I knew what this was because, again, it's like... It's, it's traveled with us. It's gone from home to home. Yeah. So a movie was also rented with it. We don't own this movie, so don't know if they watched it and liked it or watched it and hated it, but it's Shooter, which came out in 2007, and it has Mark Wahlberg in it. That's the extent of my research I did for that. Oh, that's actually kind of cool. It was rented for $5.39. It was due seven days later. Nope. Two days later. So it was a new movie. Yeah. Two-day rental. $5.39. Wow. I Okay. I guess you could rack up a big bill on movie rentals. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. And she only paid $9.99 for this film. At that point, it's just, might as well buy it. I can see why she just started buying movies. Also, this kind of justifies how the pricing of like Netflix and such. Yeah. To be honest. You get TV series, you get DVDs, you get everything. The only thing you don't get is from a movie store, you get uh, games. Yes, but then now games. there's Games Pass. Like if you, oh yeah, so you know, there's other options. No. So kind of reasonable a subscription compared to. I then can understand why movie rentals were phased out. Yeah, and she used to only let us like we we weren't if we were going to pick something to watch, we were not allowed to pick something that was a new release. It had to be a seven day rental. Yeah, so it had to be in the cheap-ish section i guess is what it would be people are making like weekly visits to the movie store like it was the place to go but like mom would have to go back two days later that's what i'm saying like people like grocery shopping while you like it's an errand that you have to run on a right oh i got a hand in that dvd which is why a lot of late fees probably rack up and so forth but interesting and then i'm also thinking Yeah, you just, there were movie stores everywhere because I can think of like from where we used to live. I have the weirdest question to ask. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Where was the adult section in that movie store? I don't know if there was in Rogers. Okay. Like I was just curious. I don't. I've only ever like heard of it, but I legitimately cannot think of, was there a room? We would have to ask mom and dad. Yeah. I don't think there was in the Rogers because it was very open plan yeah, I exactly. I have no idea if there even was one. So like when you like walk in and the kids section was on the left hand side. Immediately to your left, yeah. But then if you go to the right, it's all the windows and then the far back wall is was the new, release. new releases. Yeah. But the staff room was on the left hand side. Yeah. And that's the only place that the they- room that I can think of as well. But that would be the only place that they could put a room. Yeah. But it's too close to the kids section. That adjacency doesn't make sense. No. No, I agree. So I just don't think... But that's why I'm thinking it's just indie video stores. Okay, maybe. I I, I just 
just a general question. No. Because I've only ever heard of it, but I'm like, I grew up going to movie stores and I've never seen that being a thing. Well, I don't know if, like, would Blockbuster want that within their image? I have no idea. Don't, I, I genuinely, no idea. Maybe it's a question for the Reddit to see if <laughs> people rem- recall anything. Yeah, because, like, also the games, like, you would go straight ahead and, like, the gaming stuff mm-hmm. was right there. But Rogers was also known for, like, they did a switch over at some point when cell phones became the new thing. Oh, and they would ha- they had the booth where they were trying to sell cell phone plans. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, wow. So that's the thing. So Rogers no longer was just about your video rental store it was like okay we can loop you in with the phone plan you can get a slick new razor phone wow cool yeah forgot about that you forgot about that yeah and now i I can picture those like boosts like the little tabletop coming in that's showing off all all the phones yep and they're like strapped down to like you can like touch all the buttons Mm -hmm. and yeah wow yeah i remember like going and we would play with the phones yeah because we were like 12 and thought they were cool didn't want like didn't need no we had no one to talk to no (laughs) it would be like a walkie talkie yeah (laughs) (laughs) so yeah that was the fun little experience with this movie which just i think for you and i got us both excited i don't know if it really excited our parents that we had announced to that we found the receipt no dad also didn't really know this movie not at all Mom, don't think she even. She was like, "Oh, Robin Williams," but she hasn't seen it. No, so we we got to do that. Not a lot of facts on this movie, mm-hmm. except for there's a lot of factual errors, and it's to do with things that happen along the way for like presidencies, like of the campaigns. Yeah. And because I am not familiar with any of that and the rulings of it, I was reading it and I was like, wow, even if I was, no, like, even if I watched this and then I did no research after, I know it wouldn't necessarily be 100% true. Oh, I never thought any of this was 100% accurate at all. So the one big thing is, which I didn't know about, which is kind of cool to learn, is if the president, for some reason, decides to step down, so like what he does at the end, big spoiler, uh, <laughs> the vice president yeah. oh, takes yeah. over. Yes, I knew that. Okay, didn't know that. But again, I don't know American politics. so Because like, I know the governor general would take over for yeah. um, prime minister. That I know. So I guess that makes sense. It's just a different title. But it would, or it would go to the House of Commons, which I don't know is what they call it in the States, but anyways, for a vote. That would be the other thing. Yes. Yeah. So. Who was his VP? Had he even elected one? He didn't have a VP. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, there was just a lot of holes that were happening along the way that, yeah. And then another thing is. He would have secret service with him at all times. And there was moments that he didn't have it. And it was like noticeable that all of a sudden, like, 
no, he had yeah. agents and yeah. then he didn't have agents. But I was like, that's a bit too nitpicky because, like, again, this is satirical. So it's just meant to be, like, poking fun of specific things and not necessarily being completely factually correct. Yeah. Not many bonus features, but there were bonus features, which I actually was kind of surprised about. So the biggest theme I'm seeing so far with the bonus features is the making of, but I'm wondering if it's a specific like 2000 thing because I, well, actually I'm thinking all of the money in the world had a making of. Okay. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe it is a specific movie th- bonus feature that, I don't know. I have a thousand to watch. I'll, I'll let you know how it goes at the end. <laughs> so it's a behind the scenes look and the film as we both watched and definitely understood, it's not about the Democrats. Yeah. Demos? Dems? Republics? Yeah, those are the two parties. Okay, so it's not about the Democrats and the Republicans. It's about poking fun at both sides. Yeah. So they really wanted to make sure that... It was clear. there was It was not leaning left or right. It was very neutral. And finding holes within both sides of the parties. I mean, they named their candidates... I know, like Mills, and after cereal, after and uh, I loved it. I la- I was like, wait, hold on, and I like reround. I went back, and I was like, oh, that is uh, okay. That is their last names. In fact, so it's after uh, Kellogg's and General, General Mills, Mills yeah. but it's Mills. Um, and so if it's not balanced, you're going to alienate someone and um, someone in your crowd. But I also wonder too, like you don't want to. Sometimes, like, you don't want to offend someone. It's not about alienating. No. Especially, like, in that time period where tippy-toeing. This was just making fun of politics in general. Yeah. Like, the yeah presidency and the campaign for it. And also, the technology was funny. Yes. Yes, it was. I, I can't wait to discuss that. And so the next segment, so that's basically it. It was like eight minutes, but a lot of it was like inserts of film. So it wasn't as if it was a lot of talking heads. The next one was Robin Williams, a stand-up guy, because he did stand-up. Ha ha ha. <laughs> okay, so one of the questions was, why did you want to do this film? And he answered, I'm tired of the political landscape. I think it's kind of sad that... He died before he got to see what actually laid out before him in the world. What year did he? 2014. And so 2016 to about 2020 is when everything like really like kicked off. And his satire in some ways became truthful. Fascinating. There were multiple different takes with him with different political jokes so oh, i'm sure the lines were changing every time yeah so they would go in and he would be given like a direction where he had to get to yeah. but freedom to say whatever he wanted yeah so there was like specific lines where it would come up and be like okay you're kind of poking fun at this let's start like running with that so there would be usually anywhere between eight or nine takes if it was a specific like stand-up and like things would fluctuate based on what 
kind of reaction that he got from the crowd because keep in mind he did quite a few basically stand-up routine like there's three stand-up routines at the beginning of the film midway through midway through and then the snl yeah yeah so some jokes were scripted and then they let robin play with the jokes and use his humor that's literally all i could grab from the film it was very not dry but i think this like film is really basic in it telling itself that there's not much more you can get from it unless like a giant fire happened on set, which didn't. So I have no stories to tell you about that. The film was shot in Toronto. Yeah, I saw that it was filmed in Canada. Yeah. And so there were some scenes shot in Washington, but predominantly Hamilton, Ontario is where it was filmed. It was released October 13th, 2006. The critics completely panned it. It has a 21% rotten tomato score so it is not uh not looking good and its budget was 20 million dollars it worldwide grossed 42 million and the film was seen as complete failure i'm not surprised it was it wasn't aimed to us to watch in 2006 no and even now it it's just a movie i watched not much to take away from it. Yeah, like I wouldn't really necessarily recommend no. it to someone unless someone was a Robin Williams fan. And yeah. I'd be like, oh, so have you seen Man of the Year? Because this is our first Robin Williams film. I might later on have more to add to talking points, but at the moment, that's all I have. And Hook. I've seen Hook kind of recently, like three years ago recently. Um... I'm trying to think, like, what other, like, Mrs. Doubtfire is the biggest one. Uh, Night at the Museum. That's right. Yeah. I forgot about that. He's, like, Teddy Roosevelt, right? I don't know. He's someone. He's, like, a safari-looking... I don't know who he is, but he's on... Yeah, he's, yeah, in his outfit, his uniform. Um, I think the last one I saw was Goodwill Hunting. Okay. And that was four years ago. Okay. Yeah, probably around there. Nice. Okay, so there were a lot of trailers, and I doubt that you watched any of them. Of course not. One um, day. One day you're going to have to watch them. I fast-forwarded through them. Oh, you fast-forwarded through them. Yeah, because I won't let me skip ahead. <laughs> so I just fast-forwarded through them. Maybe that's a rental video thing. No. No? No, it's because... No. Okay. It's, it's honestly... Maybe Just, the formatting of yeah 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 because some I can get straight to the main menu, some I can just like hit like the skip next skip next skip next, but this one I had to fast forward okay. at one hundred and twenty speed. So the <laughs> first one was Monk, the TV show, which I've heard of but never seen. Yeah, I was like, I my is this a movie or a TV show? And I was like, this is a TV show I've never heard of, and then. SNL, the first season, you can buy it on DVD. This is kind of right around where now the option to re-release old TV shows on DVD on whereas, DVD yeah. for the first time. The next one was an advertisement for the next season of The Office. However, they didn't mention what season of The Office, but because you're not an Office fan, what I'm about to describe to you won't make sense. What? 
No, I saw I in my fast forward, I saw the office. I was like, wow, advertising the office, something that really does not need advertising. <laughs> well, they were advertising the relationship between Angela and Dwight. And will they make it? Will they not make it? And I actually forgot to look up the year, but I think it's season four, which is the current season I'm actually watching because Andy is now currently engaged to Angela and the wedding is about to go. But the, we all know that the wedding is not going to go. But... <laughs> Anyways, it was funny to watch advertisement for it because I actually was thinking about this while watching The Office that even in general, and someone else on Reddit was talking about this for the OC, how you would watch an episode and at the end, you would be so excited for the little like 30 second mix of like what's happening next week so you're all amped up like it's a little teaser trailer and I was thinking how did they do that for the office because like there is an overarching storyline for the office but then like there isn't at the same time because it's just literally people in the office doing comedic things so it was very confused how they would tease that and then all of a sudden like this trailer came on was like Okay, like they they do tease like the relationships that are happening. I miss that though, by the way. Do you miss seeing little trailers for the next episode? Or no? I don't even watch TV series. <laughs> what's, the, what's the last TV series that you've watched? Exactly. I couldn't even tell you. Here, I will open up my phone. You are so busy watching. No, Veronica Mars, I thought. We got to, I think we're on episode seven. Oh. I'm just, I'm just busy. I literally have no time for TV. Um, Too busy watching DVDs. Yes, this is the only (laughs) form of entertainment that, this is the only TV I watch right now, is whatever DVD is selected for the week. This is the only media that I consume, other than like social media, but. Then, Then there's me who watches The Office. Currently watching Virgin River while I'm at work. Maybe a documentary while I'm at work. Smallville got added to Amazon Prime. So might eventually start watching that again. Yeah, if you scroll through my watch stuff, nothing's completed. I have so many things that maybe I watched the first like 15 minutes of, didn't have time to finish. I'm halfway through a movie, didn't finish it, probably won't finish it. I started rewatching Disenchantment, got to episode six, didn't finish it uh rupaul which we talked about all stars because i interrupted you one time when you're trying to watch netflix got to episode three stopped watching it um summertime a season three thought i was going to finish it got to episode three stopped watching it what summertime um it's a italian teenage drama oh that one okay uh started rewatching community didn't get very far uh, Grayson continued for me, so now he's on episode 18, but I only made it to episode 4. Oh. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, things are just not... I have no time currently, and hopefully I'll have time soon. Yeah. Summer's coming to an end. I, I've also felt that way, not nearly as busy as you are, but I felt as though this summer has been really busy that... I'm like, yeah, I want to like sit down and play Animal Crossing, but I'm, I like, I like sitting in down. Wow, that was bad. I like sitting down and playing Animal Crossing for an hour, not, oh, I have 10 minutes. I'll just, yeah. 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 I feel the same way. I really want to play Terraria or Minecraft 
but I'm not going to sit down if I only have like 30 minutes. I want to sit down and like play for a minimum of an hour. If I can get like four hours in, I'd be so happy. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So I've been playing Two Point Hospital and I even said last night, I was like, yeah, I have 30 minutes and that kind of is enough time to like do a little bit with my hospital, but I'm like, I want two hours to just really make a good hospital. Also, Two Point Campus came out and it looks really good, but I just don't want to spend $50 on a new game when I have a Steam library full of lots of games. So, And I haven't finished Two Point Hospital and it's still good. So it's like, why why continue? Yeah. And then I think about Stardew Valley and I'm like, wow, I could restart that again on my Switch. But then I forget that you have to play a day. Actually, I wonder if I hit the power button, does it pause it? It might actually. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, that's the only thing about Stardew is that you have to complete the full day. Yeah. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. So like when you start it up, you're locked in for that set amount of time. Yeah. I also realized another thing was I bought a second Switch because I wanted to start a new Animal Crossing island and I haven't really played with it, which is fine. And I don't feel bad about making the purchase of the second Switch. And I've realized even last summer, I have no interest in playing on my Switch with my Switch in the summer. And it's because when the weather turns, it's like, oh, it's cozy sit down time. Whereas it's nice out. Oh, yeah, you're out and about. Yeah, I mean, that like, when I say I don't have time, I don't have time. But Saturday, I went to a a musical, I went for dinner, and then there was fireworks. And I was like, hell yeah, I'm going outside for fireworks. So I went and did that instead of maybe sitting down and yeah, playing a game or so I understand what you're saying. You just there's, There's like other things to do in the summertime here. We have beautiful weather, so yeah. you might as well make use of it. So you're like prioritizing your enjoyment of the moment right now, knowing that come December, it's yeah. going to be god-awful. And I'll be like, yeah, <laughs> I will want to sit at my computer for two hours and not go outside. We went to a cafe on Saturday, actually, on Main Street, and... It was really nice. We sat there for like two and a half hours. We brought stuff to like work on and we just like had a random like cafe day. Like he wanted to go to like a cozy cafe and I was like, oh, okay. So I actually have been like entering the movie times like that's he brought his laptop for me so I could do that. And I also when I worked at a bakery, I use this notebook and it's not it's basically like my chicken scratch prior to learning architectural lettering. Okay. And so it's kind of a big mess, but I really want to like move those recipes into like a nicer notebook. So I started working on that. I only moved the scone recipe. I didn't get to anything else because it was like, wow, that took a really long time and I don't feel like doing anything else. But it was just like really nice to go downtown and do something different. I like that. I would like to know the name of where you went. Me too. I can't think of it right now. <laughs> I know it's on Main Street. Um, Free parking if you just park two blocks away and walk. But I mean, like, you can do that anywhere in the city, really. Yeah, I can transit there. Probably no problem is why I'm asking. Uh, there's a... Do you like bubble tea? Yeah. This isn't somewhere you can go and work. This is like a strictly 
a cafe that's like meant to we want you to hang out with your friends we want you to use the space but we don't want you to bring textbooks we don't want you to bring work we don't want you to bring school work we want you to hang out and it's this adorable cafe um that i recommend you going to they have lovely drinks i don't know you're probably cutting all of this out so um no i'm actually not going to i don't want to say the name yeah that's fine you can tell me later okay sounds good um, but they have not that you read manga, but they have an entire wall just like full of manga that you can grab one of the books off the shelf. Um, and their food is so good. And they have like tiramisu and strawberry shortcake, like all these little cute little desserts. Nice. Yeah. Well, we went to this other one near the big mall in the center of yeah. the city. And it's really nice, but it wasn't the vibes that we were looking for. Like, I actually quite liked it, but I also understood why he wasn't interested in it. It's because everything was hard services. So, like, when you walked in, it was really loud and cafeteria-like because there were no soft surfaces to absorb the sound. Yeah. But the pastries, oh, my God, they looked really, really good. And then he was like, no, let's just go all the way downtown to this other place that he was looking at. Then he was also mentioned, which I didn't even think about, was the public library downtown would be also a really nice place to just, like, go and work on stuff. Yeah. And, I like, I've never been inside that library. Like, I know where it is because of the – um the library house that's next to it, the bar or whatever. And the other place that he kept talking about, but I'm not too sure because I couldn't find it because he couldn't give me the name. He couldn't remember. But do you remember there was like a lot of advertisement for like a 24-hour cafe? Yeah, it's so popular to go to. Is it still there? There's multiple of them. Oh, okay. Hold on, let me, I know where one is on a map. So I'm going to pull that up on a map. I cannot tell you the name of it, though, without looking at it. So I was like, do they necessarily still exist? Like, did COVID shut them down? Because students were then from home, like, learning from home. And, like, you weren't really allowed to go out. Like, did these cafes survive? That's, like, what my big question is. But if you, like, know where of one is. I do. I'm like, I can, the name is so simple. It's, it's ringing in my head, but I cannot hear it. <laughs> okay, we will get back to this DVD. Uh, there's two more trailers that happened. One of them was advertising HD DVD, and it mentioned future-proof your DVDs with DVD combos. So again, it's advertising older movies are coming out but now we've put them on combos and i've i've i hate combos because for this yes for this i hate them <laughs> yeah especially because mom would buy one because she wants that specific one but now we have to watch both <laughs> oh, which is why we watch protocol so i won't be upset about that because she wanted saving private ryan, ryan. so that's fine Okay, and then the final one is Let's Go to Prison with Dak Shepard and Will Arnett. I've never heard of this film before. Nor I. And as you can see with these trailers, they're all comedies. Yeah. So we're, we're getting our way into a comedy film, which doesn't always happen, though. No, but if it's a Disney, you're getting Disney 
Well, obviously. Like cartoon. Yeah, but that's kids. with like anything generally. Okay, so then my other fact about this film, Return of the Full Screen. It was brutal again. I Again, like you have like these two people and they're talking to each other and then the, the screen just cuts them off midway through the head and you're like, wow, this shot would be nice if your head wasn't cut off. <laughs> yeah. I don't think like this film necessarily needed to be widescreen, but I think like just viewing it, knowing that you've got data missing is kind of frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. And fun fact, this is our third Universal Studio film in a row. Really? Yeah. The last two were? Yeah, the last two were Universal Studios. Cool. I don't, and I'm not going to find out how, how many of each studio we have. <laughs> that is not going to happen. But if the next one ends up being stu uh, Universal Studios, I will announce that. But if it's not, I don't really care what it is. And that's it. And uh, we jump in the film because there really isn't much else to... There's not much to say about this film either. No, there's like some things, but not necessarily. Like, we can go over the story that Tom Dobbs is a comedian and he had a successful comedy show and we hear from jack who is narrating like the introduction His to manager the manager yeah which we didn't find out jack's name for a while no so. i literally wrote i'm so confused they were just like throwing us he's like doing this interview about um tom dobbs life yeah I was like okay what's happening <laughs> yeah and then of course we have Quist christopher christopher walken uh, who is famously known for his role in Wild Side on this podcast. <laughs> That's it. That's all we know him by right now. And again, it's quite funny because mom again made the comment of, I'm not a Christopher Walken fan, so it, it's not like I would buy his movies. Mom, we have lots That's of his a, Yeah, I'm sure we have lots. <laughs> we have a lot. <laughs> so he's doing a stand-up comedy bit, and then a woman basically stands up and says you should run for president and he's like oh oh okay sure yeah so he, he d literally decides to go for it and then we find out that they're using technology for voting Ooh, it's all about saving time basically and so delacroix is the company that won the bid the contract for the virtual voting virtual is not the right word but uh electronic there we go that's better and we find out that there's an employee who has figured out that there's something wrong with the program Ellie. and she emails the ceo and he ignores her he basically just deletes her email. email yeah and then we find out he is now actually running for um presidency, presidency. or a candidate he's to be a president candidate yeah. and people seem to be liking uh, him and he's made it to the debate and when he goes to the debate you now you find out the names of the candidates which we already said are mills and kellogg yeah but prior to that though his manager criticizes his entire came campaign up until that point that like he's not using his comedy. Oh yeah, he's not funny. Yeah, he's not funny speeches. And then Jack's like, like people are here to like listen to your jokes while you also say it like it is. Mm -hmm. And so 
he then does a comedy bit essentially during the debate the debate he just talks over the other candidates but it's the other candidates are already like they're poking fun at they're both like i'm a family man i'm a family man i'm a family man and i love my family and i'm a fan family man and it's like but first can i say that i'm a fan instead of answering whatever questions you're saying and uh, Tom's calling them out. Well, they're getting paid by oil companies, and of course, they're going to back the people that are backing their their campaigns and paying them. No one's paying me. I'm independent. And the I don't know what to call them. The host, the moderator, the moderator. Yeah, it's is a moderator. Not happy about Tom speaking over the other candidates and speaking out of turn. I. Okay, so I quite enjoyed his bit on the bus prior to this. I made a note um, because his team his team worries that he doesn't have a wife, and so he does a bit. Oh, and (laughs) on he's like, "Well, why don't we just do a West Wing meets The Bachelor?" And I just was like, "This is like so still relevant because The Bachelor is still happening." And he also proposes to the woman doing his makeup before he's about to go on stage for the debate. It's like, well, I just need a wife, so like, you free? And she's like, oh, are you not? You don't, are you nervous? Or you seem nervous. And he's like, well, yeah, I just proposed to you. Of course, I'm nervous. <laughs> so there's like little jokes that were like still landing and still very relevant. I think that's something that I did enjoy about this film. Maybe in 2006, still very applicable. But like, you would hear these jokes and you're like okay, it's applicable, but like you're reaching and now you're like, oh, you're playing with the line that feels all too real. Mm -hmm. Especially when, yeah, he's talking about lobbyists and he's just like, I have no money. Well, he has money, but he's using his own money. And I, if you have something, I will listen to you rather than listening to who's paying for my entire campaign. We see that... I don't, I just have walk-in. I didn't write his name down. Jack. Jack is not doing well. Yes. And then after the debate, he has like, he's walking through something and there's all these reporters following following him and he's just being dead honest with every word he's saying. And you're like, oh, whoa. Okay. Cool. No filter. Got it. Yeah, he makes a comment saying, they thought I was wild for the debate. They aren't ready for me. He's being very honest and poking holes with the current things that are happening. Mm -hmm. And then it flash forwards to election day. Programmer recognizes that the program is still not working. Still didn't know her name. I don't even know if I got her name. Ellie. Ellie. Eleanor, that's correct. It's splitting the vote evenly up until a certain point, and then it jumps ahead and like gives a... Um, a result, but Kellogg is barely leading ahead for the actual event that's happening. Like the news report of mm-hmm. who's winning. Yeah. Dobbs goes to visit Jack in the hospital. And rather than like being with his team at the time of the announcement, he ends up with Jack. And Dobbs wins in some states as like the night's kind of progressing. He's winning in all. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he ends up winning and the programmer is like freaking out and goes to the ceo and says you like didn't fix it and guy says i think it's ceo or the dude next to her him uh why did you do this so jeff close to goldblum the yeah who i don't know who he is 
you don't know who Jeff Goldblum is? No, like people kept like mentioning, and I was like, I literally don't know who Jeff Goldblum is. It's Jeff Goldblum. What is he in? <laughs> Jurassic Park. Okay. Which one? The first one. Oh. <laughs> it's Jeff Goldblum, Jaylene. Still don't know who that is. <laughs> Maybe he'll He sh- plays such assholes of characters okay like that really is his this his crutch it's kind of funny okay well maybe he'll come up in a different film and i'll be like wow it's the ceo from delacroix <laughs> as if i'll remember that yeah i paused the movie and i was like is that who i think it is and i looked it up yeah gotcha uh, she ends up getting attacked yeah i don't know what is exactly like you just hear get attacked and then injected and i was kind of like okay but then she wakes up the next day and she is drugged she's just hysterical at work yeah i also want to add though like the programming like the ceo was just like we'll worry about it next time the past is past there's no problem here and yeah tom dobbs wins all the states Mm -hmm. and then becomes president and the next morning happens because there's no question of fraud because there's no paper trail and Eleanor finds herself having a um, a shot hole in her arm and she kind of like wakes up not remembering right. anything yeah. and she's acting like so different, super erratic. I think she played the scene really well. Yes, like I'd agree. With what she was given and like the, spilling the coffee, freaking out about her purse. It was, yes, and like she just looked distraught. Mm-hmm. She ends up getting taken to the hospital mm-hmm. and it's revealed that she has a whole bunch of drugs in her system. And she's like, I didn't take any of that. And it's hard too because it's sad when a company like that has that much money and basically can just pay for that mm-hmm. to get put away. Mm-hmm. And Danny ended up, Danny was her coworker, ends up getting a promotion and they're basically paying him off not to talk because she like mentions something and he's like, no, it's fine. No, it's fine. And all of a sudden he's promoted and he's being sent away. Yeah. So if she's, if he's being sent away, who's ultimately going to believe her? Yeah. So she decides to go find Tom Dobbs and she goes undercover. She pretends to be an FBI and it's painful. So bad. Uh, She goes up to their table very awkwardly and she asks to talk with him. He calls her out for not being FBI. And she's like, how do you know? (laughs) Very obvious. Yeah. Finds out she was fired from Delacroix and he gives her his personal phone number because he likes her. I don't know if I liked their chemistry. It was just as bad as Jennifer Aniston and Ben Stiller. Yeah, there was no chemistry. They were just nice friends again. Yeah. Friendly. Yeah. No offense, Robin Williams. But it wasn't until later on that I was like, okay, can he play a romantic role? Or is he just too comedic? I don't know. That's a good question. Because I literally have never seen a romantic role from that man. I can't think of Mrs. I- Doubtfire. Being, yeah, he, I mean, he's like caring about his kids. Kids, like that, in like that loving sense, absolutely. But romantically. Yeah. I don't know. I apologize, all Robin Williams fans. 
I just, I don't have Robin Williams education to make a perfect judgment call, but from like that situation, I don't see any perfect leading lady to be opposite of him and be like, yeah, that's hundred percent believable. So he gives her his personal phone number and says, call if you ever need anything, Mm -hmm. which, of course, she's going to. Tom then calls the CEO from Delacroix because he wants information on Eleanor, but he does it in, like, good jest, not in, like... Like, no, and then they're like, what do you mean she's talked to you? Like, and they're trying to get all this information. Where is she? Where, like, and he's just... Trying to figure out how he can get a, a hold, hold of, of her. her. Yeah, because, like, she didn't leave her number. Eleanor ends up figuring out the code. It's basically alphabetical because it picks the double letters. Yeah. And all of them was, like, B becomes before L and L, Kellogg's, a G's. Anyways, yeah. it doesn't matter, but B is the winner. So that's how he ended up winning the election. She calls Dobbs. And he's like, yeah, hey, like, we're going paintballing. Like, you can come <laughs> with me. And she doesn't tell him, but the dr- drug problem comes up, and he doesn't really care. No. He's he's like, I. she doesn't seem the type. Yeah, exactly. So then it's now Thanksgiving dinner. Okay, I also got to give credit where credit's due, because I was also trying to figure out this timeline, and I was like, wow, they're, like, really, truly following yep. the election timeline. Yeah. I was very impressed with this. Yeah. So she finally tells him about the error. Uh, he wasn't yeah. even close to winning. Yeah. And she leaves and tells him to do with what information yeah, she, she yes, told him. Do it. But, um... Jack doesn't believe her. No, and also kind of gives terrible advice like so what even if you didn't win like why would you give this up yeah Dobbs wants to tell America and in the background like there's this big SNL thing that's happening and I guess I guess SNL is still a big thing but I don't have cable so I don't really know but I I do remember like getting onto SNL it's huge was like the pinnacle event but a comedian like him who's already famous Maybe that isn't the pinnacle because he already had his own cable show. Yeah, but he might not have been on SNL. It could have been Fair his, enough. like he could have been like, oh, wow, I'm really making it. Fair enough. So Delacroix, Delacroix listens in on her conversation to uh, Danny, ha- I think she yeah, calls. Yeah, they hacked her, hacked her phone about and because of that, they plan on making an announcement. Yeah, before- they're running a press conference before. Dobbs decides to go live Mm -hmm. and they want to blame her for corrupting the election uh, and prevent the ruining Delacroix's name on national TV because they also won the bid for other elections around the world. Basically, it all comes down to money. And then she's back at her motel and men are looking for her, which are the Delacroix man men. And then the press conference is held. He didn't tell the crowd about the election error here because her name basically got ruined. And he's like, I, he doesn't really know what to do at this point. And she calls him and she doesn't even know what to do. And then also the call drops because then she gets hit by yeah. a vehicle. And then she yeah. ends up um, being in the hospital who's in stable condition 
everyone keeps telling him he is president. No one can change that but himself. So then he goes on SNL and he tells everyone about the glitch then she's not responsible for fixing the vote. He doesn't want to be a part of the re-election. And he visits her at the hospital. Eventually they marry and the fraud is caught. It's a happy ending for all. And that's basically how that's the movie it. ends. Yeah. It was so fast. It was. I was like, huh? It just, it, it never had a, a lull in it. It was like, go, 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 which I really appreciated. After last week's film being so long, I long yeah. in story, long in time, to have something that I like when we picked this, I was like, oh, really another political? Like, I'm so afraid to like get into this. And then seeing how fast it was, and it was something that was digestible, not something where all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, now I actually have to think about all this. And you're just like, get some good laughs out of it get some good cringes out of it and then it ends and you're like okay "Okay, that's it yeah and it ended exactly the way you thought it was going to end it was predictable yeah Yeah. i like you didn't i saw saw the ending a mile away but i couldn't be mad because i felt as though i knew what i was signing up for the minute i knew it was a robin williams film because all of his endings from what i've seen are pretty clean Mm -hmm. he gets the kids in the end with his happy family. <gasps> Don't Doubt- ruin Mrs. Doubtfire for the other people <laughs> listening to this. I'm so sorry that she did that. He doesn't get the children in Hook, though. <laughs> <laughs> Just He gets the alligator. Just spoiling movies. <laughs> okay, we can jump into ratings. What did you rate the story? Three and a half out of five. I give it a four. Okay. I... Would I have rated that in 2006 when nothing was quite topical as what he had like poked fun at? No. But the fact that it literally was, it just, it felt as though you're watching someone reenact what was happening with a funny lens on it. Yeah. I I mean, I, I, it was to me, I was just like, oh, it's predictable. I could have gone without watching it, but the jokes are funny. So that's why I gave it a three and a half. Okay, music. Two. Oh. I don't recall any of the music. I gave it a three and a half. I regret not writing down why, because I do remember there was good music in it, and it was blending in stuff from that time. Legitimately couldn't remember anything from it. At the end, I was like, ah, was there music? (laughs) (laughs) There was also presidential music, so very orchestral, and sometimes I enjoy it, sometimes I don't. There, The credits was with that, and then when he was walking, they also used Ah. that. Sound mixing was also quite good, considering I watched it with headphones on at 6 a.m. in the morning and Mm. I wasn't being like, wow, I really wish I was not uh, having to do this because sometimes if I turn on the TV, it's up, down, up, Up, down. down, Yeah, but stayed pretty consistent. Scenes and locations. Gave it a three. I also gave it a three. Middle of the road, nothing exciting. It was just was what it was. Mm -hmm. Costuming for some of his, what he like wore was great, but uh, I liked that okay so he dressed up no not that like that was funny but no um the delcroy cafeteria Mm -hmm. felt really familiar like 
The Devil's the, Wear Wears Prada craft here is oh, what it reminded me okay. of. Okay, I was going to say like a Google cafeteria, like very sterile. Everyone's like sitting together, like they're different pods. Like they yeah. played on the text yes. very well. Yeah, I agree. Overall? A 5.67. I'm a 7. Damn, she liked this movie. Apparently. I think it's because I rated it so high with story. And music, music I actually had heard. So, whatever. <laughs> On IMDb, it's at six point two. What was yours? Five point five point six. Okay, I guess you're closer. We're kind of in the middle, but yeah. you're you're a little bit closer. Do we keep this movie? Nah, I'm good. Not even for the receipt. That's the only reason I'd want to keep it because that's funny. But other than that, meh. I'm so torn. It's honestly only because of the receipt event that I want to keep this film. I have I have no other reason why I would well, ever maybe, watch this. Maybe we'll find another one that has a receipt in it and we have to keep that one instead. That's true. That's true. And we it's not like we have to get rid of it right away. Nah. I can change my mind in a few years. Okay. Well, that's fine. We'll leave it alone. Okay. We can pick next week's film, though. Okay. I'm ready. You're ready? Okay. Oh. Okay. It's another Anne Hathaway film. All I can think is Get Smart. <laughs> it's not Get Smart. Les Miserables. It's not. <laughs> we have a lot of Anne Hathaway films because there's more that I'm thinking of that are not what you mentioned. Obviously not The Princess Diaries because that's a series. A series. It is Love and Other Drugs. I don't know what that is. It's with Jake Gyllenhaal. I still don't know what that is. And uh, he is a drug salesman rep, and I think she has a disease, but I, I've i only seen the first 20 minutes of this film. I have never carried on. It was on Netflix for, like, this was, like, an early adopter to being on Netflix. Yeah, okay. So... I don't think it's there anymore because it was on it for a very long time. So it's probably pulled off. Okay. Well, if you have Love and Other Drugs and it's available on your Netflix or anywhere else that you can watch your streaming platforms, you can join us next week while we watch it. Or if you have the DVD, you're also more than welcome to pull that off the shelf and put it in the DVD player. Thank you so much for downloading and listening to this episode. If you would like to follow us on any of our socials, those are all linked in the show notes down below. Until then, have a really great week. Take care, everyone. Bye. Bye.